What's up, Internet? Welcome to the first episode of the Board Time Things podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Caleb, and today we're going to get nostalgic. I'm going to take a trip down memory lane into what I remember as the first video game I ever played. And afterwards, I'll read some of your first experiences with video games, too. Big thanks in advance to everyone who shared. But first, sponsor time. This podcast is fueled by Dubby Energy. Dubby is a great-tasting energy drink mix that'll keep you going. With 200 milligrams of natural caffeine derived from coffee beans per serving, it'll give you a boost whenever you need it. Now is a great time to try, too, as Dubby now has starter packs that allow you to try four of their most popular flavors before committing to a tub. If I had to recommend a flavor, it would be the Galaxy Grenade. It's a mix of watermelon, guava, and lime, and it's the perfect flavor to bring on the summer vibes. And if you use code BOARD at checkout, you can get 10% off your entire order. So go to w.gg, that's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, and use code BOARD, that's B-O-R-E-D, at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Now, on with the show. It was the summer of 1998. I was a little kid at the time, and my dad and I were visiting some family that lived out of state. I was excited to get there and play with my cousins who I didn't get to see very often. Now we get there and my aunt comes outside to greet us as we get out of the vehicle after a long drive. While she and my dad were catching up, I realized that my cousins weren't there. I don't remember why they weren't there when I arrived. Maybe they were spending the night with a friend or something. But in order to keep me entertained, my aunt did something that changed my life. She introduced me to the Nintendo 64. They had three games. One of them was Mario Kart 64, which everybody knows. It's a classic and rightfully so. Another game they had was called Glover. That's a really weird one. It starts off with a wizard having an accident and his gloves becoming sentient. You play as one of the gloves, and the other glove becomes evil and threatens to take over the world, and it's your job to stop him. I don't remember why, but this one creeped me out a lot as a kid. Anyways, here's the big one. The first video game I ever played. Yoshi's Story. From the moment I heard this unique music, I was hooked. I had never seen or heard anything like this. I immediately fell in love with the Yoshi characters, and being the kid I was, I couldn't stand anything bad happening to them. So I played in the practice level over and over and over again, just enjoying running and jumping around, throwing eggs, eating fruits, and using Yoshi's tongue to do some flips on some platforms. I probably played this game until I physically couldn't stay awake any longer that night. I'm pretty sure it's the only thing I talked about for a while, too, because that same year, Santa Claus brought my brother and I our very own Nintendo 64 for Christmas, and Yoshi's Story was one of the handful of games that we got along with it. Now, if you've never played Yoshi's Story, here's a quick summary. You're going to need to pay very close attention because the story gets really deep. Baby Bowser steals the Yoshi's super happy tree and turns their world into a storybook. That's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> Playing as one of six different colored Yoshis, or eight if you can find the two secret hidden Yoshis, you have to eat 30 fruits in a level to make Yoshi happy enough to advance to the next level. You do this until you reach the final showdown with Baby Bowser. The game is broken down into six levels, and each of the six levels have four different stages you can choose from, each with varying difficulty. You would need to beat the game at least four times to see every level. Now at the end of the game though, it takes all of the stages you beat and creates a cutscene that tells the story of everything you've done in an animated pop-up book format, while the Yoshis sing happily in the background. It's a cool way to make the player feel involved in the game they just completed. 
And I think this would be cool for modern games to do as well. To give you kind of a summary of all the heroic deeds you did during a game right before the credits roll. Especially if it's a really long game where you can't remember all the things you did. I think that'd be pretty cool. One of the most unique things about this game are its graphics. The graphics are really cool as they try to capture the feeling of being in a pop-up book. The levels are designed to look like they're made out of cardboard, cloth, and other crafting materials. Now, fun fact here, Nintendo used the same technique to render graphics in this game as the Donkey Kong Country series did on the Super Nintendo to give it a more realistic look. I'm going to oversimplify this, but basically it involved creating 3D objects and rendering them into 2D to where the system could handle it to create more realistic looking items and textures within the game. While this created an extremely unique art style for the game, it ultimately backfired in terms of critical acceptance. Most of the market was looking for fully 3D games now that home consoles had the ability. Another reason critics didn't like this game is because they said it was really easy. Too easy. I recently went back and played this game to familiarize myself with it before the podcast, and I kind of agree that the game is extremely easy. I made it from the first to the last level without losing a single Yoshi, but I did choose the easier levels, so that's on me. However, this game is clearly made for little kids and doesn't necessarily have to be a difficult game to be enjoyable. There's still plenty of secrets to find and things to do, so I don't see why that was held against it at the time. Not every game has to be Dark Souls hard to be enjoyable. But going back and replaying this, I did get nice, warm, fuzzy feelings of nostalgia. The game's still great, I still enjoy it, and I'm thankful to have played it all those years ago. If you've never played this game for yourself, try to find it at a local gaming pawn shop or something. And if you've got a Switch with the Expansion Pass service, it's also on there. That's how I replayed it. Who knows, you might find something you really enjoy. That's all I've got. Let's see what you guys had to say about some of your first experiences in video games. I asked on social media for you guys to give me a quick story about your first experiences with any type of video game. First up, I've got Anne who says, My first experience went way, way back because my older brothers had consoles. We had Sega and Nintendo 64 type stuff. Probably older things too, but I was too little to remember. Then it evolved to PC gaming and essentially has never gone back to console. Too many favorites to list. Thanks, Anne. Our experiences are kind of the same. Uh, my family grew up a Nintendo family, and we didn't swap to Xbox until we moved off to college and started playing games with our friends. And then once we all started getting jobs and stuff, eventually graduated to PC gaming. And now that, you know, life started to get hectic with kids and everything, I think some of us are kind of slowing down on the PC gaming. I know I've kind of gone back to Xbox, recently got a Nintendo Switch, and been using it to play classic games. So, that's been pretty fun. Up next, I've got Robbie, who says, His first experience was playing Jungle Book for my Sega Genesis at Christmas that year. That's awesome, man. I have never played the Jungle Book, but I think it's kind of in the same vein. Growing up, my barber had a Super Nintendo that had the Aladdin game. So I'm sure the games are kind of similar, but I can't, you know, compare that. But thanks for tuning in, man. Up next, we got Eric, who says his first experience was GoldenEye 007 on the Nintendo 64. Great memories. That is one heck of a first video game, Eric. Uh, GoldenEye 64, you know, set the standard for first-person shooters on consoles for years to come. And uh, I recently—I didn't play it growing up. Uh, I didn't understand the controls, so I just watched a friend play it. 
However, it did recently just release on Xbox Live, uh, sorry, no, Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch Online. And uh, I've played it on both of those and have kind of enjoyed it. It does kind of show its age now, but for a first first person shooter, that's awesome. Now we've got Rachel who says, My brother and I had an NES and a Super Nintendo. We had a few in our rotation, and the favorites were Super Mario, Donkey Kong, Dr. Mario, and some random golf game. Nothing like the white-knuckled sweaty grip on a Super Nintendo controller trying to railcart my way through the minecart carnage. This was also my first introduction to rage quitting. Ah oh, man, speaking of rage quitting, I can't play Battle Royale games anymore. I'm too competitive and hard on myself, and I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm nowhere near as good at video games as I used to be. Growing up, full-time job, being a dad now, it's uh, really taken a lot out of my gaming skills. But, you know, that's okay. Growing up, we all got to grow up sometimes. But man, if I ever try to get to playing those, I, I lose my temper. I just can't do it anymore. I just don't have the time to get good, and I just don't enjoy losing every single game, you know? Anyways, I've got four left. Michael says, my first experience was playing the original Mario on NES and Mario Bros. 2 and 3 and Hudson Hawk and that damn duck hunt with the dog constantly laughing at me. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, Mike, man, we used to play duck hunt over at my cousin Dalton's house. He had a Super Nintendo with a zapper and all that. And instead of just sitting back and shooting the ducks like we were supposed to, we would get right up on the TV and put the zapper right on it. And that's how we played it. Zach says... The first game I recall was on our old Windows 98 PC. It was a mech game called Genome. I don't remember much except that I really enjoyed blowing things up, but never finished it because the puzzles were too hard for my little kid's brain. Well, Zach, I've never even heard of Genome. But I'd have to say that my first PC game, if I remember right, um, I had a family member who had a Windows... It was either 95 or 98 PC. And was a gateway, and it had the Microsoft Puzzle Collection. And I remember my favorite game being on the Puzzle Collection was a game called Jewel Chase. That one was you and against another computer-controlled thief trying to get the most jewels in a little puzzle area. It was pretty cool. But that was my first PC game. Meg says, My dad used to play a Scooby-Doo game for the Super Nintendo. We'd watch him play at least once a week. Other than that, my brother would delete my saved games if it inconvenienced him. We had to get two different game systems because of it. Thanks, Meg. Gotta love your siblings. Not quite the same situation, but there was one Christmas my brother and I both got stuff for the GameCube. I had a GameCube, and he played on it a lot. My grandmother happened to be over this Christmas, and she saw I got a Game Boy player, and I think he got a The Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. <laughs> and we were both trying to play those games at the same time. You know, you can only play one game at a time. And we weren't fighting or anything, but she saw that it was my GameCube and I got to play it. And I was going to let him play when I was done. But she actually went out that, I don't know if it was that day or the next day, and got him his very own GameCube so he didn't have to share. And finally, last but not least, we've got Courtney. She says, Third grade me downloaded Zooth Tycoon's SeaWorld before going to the actual SeaWorld. After hours of working with it, we finally went. I kept being very disappointed that things in the park weren't where I put them. <laughs> yeah, I could see where that could be disappointing. You get build something up in your head as a kid, and then it's not what you wanted it to be, especially when you created it yourself. That would be a disappointment. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. 
Thanks everyone for sticking around this long if you've made it this far, and thanks for everyone who's shared your experiences with me. Now this being the first podcast, I know it's a little short and a little rough around the edges, but I hope to get things more streamlined as time goes on. If there's anything video game related you'd like to discuss or hear on this podcast, please reach out at boardtimethings at gmail.com. Thanks again for coming out and getting nostalgic with me. Until next time, that's it for today's podcast. See ya!